0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Quantum Sales Podcast Chats with Champions, where our experts on the ground interview some of the best teams out on the race course today and dig into what they're doing to get to the top, all with the end goal of helping you elevate your game. My name is Laura Beigel and I will be your host for the series. Our first episode is a Podium Insights Edition featuring Dave McMillan and Alex Clegg of Quantum Sales Newport chatting with Dr. Paul Zabatakis, owner of the Swan 42 Impetuous. Impetuous is no stranger to the podium, including their notable win of the IRC Division 3 class at the New York Yacht Club Race Week in 2018. Dr. Zabatakis has been in sailing for over 40 years, and in addition to being a rear Commodore at the New York Yacht Club, he is heavily involved with the Melgus IC37 class, including the development and the design of the boat. At the end of the day, Dr. Zabatakis credits much of his success to his team and the value of building a consistent and well-oiled crew.
1: You know, as we were talking here, I mean, it's it's one thing for us to be able to talk about the results that the different teams we've worked with had over the season, which is, which is nice to mm-hmm. do. But Alex and I and others were also saying, well, you know, maybe there's something those teams want to say there's a message, there's a story they want to share. Um, mm-hmm. so they want, maybe they want to highlight the team much more than the results. It, you know, they, it can take any form, and so that's why we thought of speaking with you is to see if there's some way we can spotlight Team Impetuous and, and the good work you guys have done, and you know if there's a, yeah. a particular lesson that can be shared or. Value added that could be shared with some other teams from this conversation that probably goes a lot farther than just mm-hmm. how, you know what the finishing positions were. Uh, in yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, so I can I can share some thoughts to you on on just in general uh, but you know team building and, and my my programs. And actually, might be you know as you were talking, it might be interesting um, for me to. Uh, circulate this, this particular question, maybe some others, to some of the team members, some of the older ones and young, and, and newer guys, and get their thoughts. I mean, cause they, they may have a little, you know, different perspective that, or a perspective that you might really find interesting. Um, so, so basically, as I kind of think through my career and, and kind of coming up then to, to Swan, um, sailing was always something that, um, you know, I didn't start sailing as a kid like you guys did. You know, I didn't I didn't get started until I was in my twenties. Um, and and really, the first actual sailing I did or lessons I took was when I was a fellow at Yale uh, during postgraduate training, uh, and I yeah, so they had lessons there <clears throat> on their, the four twenties in the summer when the you know most of the kids were out of school, and. Uh, after that then I got involved with <clears throat> uh when I then that was like seventy five to seventy seven. And then seventy seven I went I started practice in Manhattan and you yeah, know, I, I kinda wanted to get into it but I wasn't sure what to do. And I was sitting around the table and a couple of guys were talking about sailing and a couple of the other doctors, older doctors. And uh, one of them, Norm Schulman, I'll oh, Norm, um, from the Charlie Ford program, um, said, Hey you well, want if you wanna go sailing, you know We'll put you on the rail. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did, and I actually, really, you know, it became rail meet, you know. So, but I really I enjoyed it, and I started, to, and then I, we joined Large Yacht Club. And I started sailing with a couple guys there. So I had, my first experience was really like J-24, and then like, um, uh, Ensign and Shields and those sort of things. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it, and then as I started putting, um, the first boat, the, the, I, I bought a boat that was actually a cruising boat. We tried to race it, which was, <laughs> it, was it was a Tartan three. It was a Tartan three thousand, and we even put a you know a spinnaker track on it. I mean, it was really it's kind of ridiculous. That's a real you know, speedster. For, real speedster. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> the very first race we did it was like less than large fire race week or something, and uh, we were so slow, and and the wind was dying that we we couldn't make the finish line and the committee finally came over to VHF and said they were going to give us a finish and go ahead and go home. (laughs) 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 So that was my first finish. (laughs) But, you know, as I started putting it together, um, to me what was always fun about sailing was it was all the things we like about sailing, you know, being out in the water and, and, and then I think, you know, in, in, in racing, it's, you know, it's learning how to trim the sails properly, then tactics and strategy and just, you know, all of that, just getting continually learning and getting better. But it was also to me about putting together a team that I really wanted to spend some time with because, you know, I was pretty busy. I was, I was a physician. I was working. You know, 60 hour weeks, sometimes more, you know, a lot of weekend call. So the weekends I had off, um, you know, I want to be with people I enjoy being with. So it wasn't just about going out and winning a race. It was about going out and being with a group of, group of guys and girls that I enjoyed being with and sharing the experience of learning. Yeah. And actually, there were a number of guys on my boat initially could not sell that, you know, I, I was getting, you know, the better, so I taught them some stuff and you know, we kind of taught each other basically. And uh, <clears throat> like Bill Rastoni, who I know you got I know Alex, you know. Yeah. Um I mean Bill Bill was <clears throat> at the time that I met him, he was a sales rep for Baxter and I was you know, he was calling on me. We were talking one day and I sort of you know, kinda of like the guy seemed like a pretty nice guy. So I said, Hey do you do you I said, No you know, grew up in Cincinnati did some boating on the water so said well come on out with us so he came out never had sailed before and now of course he's a pretty damn good sailor <clears throat> and um so it was so i think the, the there's as i look at it there's kind of multiple layers to sailing um and you know the obvious thing is you know can you actually get on a boat and trim a sail right and then there's all the aspects of <clears throat> tactics and strategy and, but, but to me uh, overarching that whole thing was how do you put a team together that can function a, as a unit? Yeah. And, and that was always the, that to me was always the, 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 key to the growth of, of being able to then compete at a level where you could actually start, you know, winning some races and not having the race committee tell you to go home. <laughs> We're going to give you a finish. <clears throat> and, uh, so, as I continued up the ladder, and then we got the the first real racing, road, it was the first 33, we got in, I think, like 87, if I remember um, You know, as we started to really put this team together and work, it was always the same guy, and they, and everybody was willing to come out and, and help because they all saw it as being part of, it wasn't just about, you know, we'll get together on Saturday and go sailing for a couple of days. It was about, you know, how we would get the boat, Prepared properly, bottom need to get done. Hey, we'll we'll be there. We'll you know sand it, you know paint it, <laughs> yeah. uh wax it. I mean, those are the old days. <laughs> yeah, you're not anymore. And <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. But but those days, you know, we all did that because it was it was part of what we thought we needed to do to, as a team. And um, and and then and that also translated into team dynamics on the boat, which to me has always been really fascinating because I think you know I've Part of it, I think I learned how to put kind of manage teams when I was, uh, you know, in medicine because you have teams of interns you manage and then fellows you manage. So there's always this sort of team concept. But DeVoe was always interesting because uh, whereas in a, in a kind of a more traditional business setting where you know you're managing a team it could take months to years before you realize some guys you know just not fitting right on the boat it was fairly quick you know somebody got on the boat and you could tell generally within a day first of all can the person actually get around the boat without you know falling overboard (laughs) and then how do they work how do they work with others on on the boat are they able to work collegially do they just do their job and don't help out um, after the race? What do they do? Do they sit sit and just you know have a drink and not help out cleaning up the boat?
3: Yeah, I mean, are they an uh, some to the team? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so the team dynamics was always really fascinating to me, and then putting you know be, being able to then. Put that right team together, that then you know you could you could then focus on, and I think that's the key. Is once you have the right group, and I and I, I feel like the last several years, I clearly I have, then you can really focus on trimming and tactics and strategy and everything because you're not worried about what's going on on the boat. It's just all happening. Everybody's you know doing their job. So the other thing about that, again, I go back to the fact that I I wanted to have people on the boat I enjoy being with on the boat as well as off the boat. And so again, now, she, well, both of you have been on the boat with me, you, you know that I, that's, to me, I, I value that a lot. You know, having, being able to just have a good people around you that you really enjoy being with. And whenever, over the years, I've had somebody on the boat that I really didn't enjoy being with, or the team didn't enjoy being with, that person just generally didn't come back after, you know, that, that whatever weekend we might've invited them to go out. Yeah. And the other thing that was, which again, and this is probably a little bit different. Um, well, I mean, my experience again, and this is why it's a little different, I guess. My experience was, was because of the people that I I brought on, some of I, you know, kind of got them to learn sailing, either I, I taught them or somebody else on the boat. Um, as we, as we grew together and we kind of shared this experience together, Everybody was willing to do work on the boat, like I said, but also they were, they were also willing to actually pitch in some money for dinners and, and actually some of the regattas. So, for example, the the first, um, Key West we did, we've been talking about going and you know, none of us had, ever, none of the guys on the boat had ever been to Key West. No one had ever done it. I mean, the most we had ever done on the boat, I think is, um, probably buzzers, and we did Block Island a lot. We did Block Island every year regardless of you know, on year, off year. And we did Martha's Vineyard and we did Buzzer's Bay, but that, that was the extent. So we kept talking about doing it. So finally one day I said, look, you guys, if we want to do it, I'm all in. Um, we'll, we'll go down. But I said, I, and I'll you know I'll pay for most of the stuff, but I can't pay for everything. I think you know, it's just if you guys want to go, everyone's got to share on some of the costs. And was like, yeah, yeah, fine. So we took, um, we had the first 33 and we took, I think, 12 guys down. So we worked it out so the two people were off each day that could just kind of enjoy the island. Mm-hmm. And everybody pitched in 1,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it helped the fray. And, and, and the other thing is, we all got together. We actually had the boat that year at, at Westbrook, at Pilots Point. And we all went up there. I remember it was a snowy, cold day. Um, Ivers was mixing up some hot chocolate underneath the boat. <laughs> on a uh, some sort of heater, and we got the boat ready. You know, we packed, packed the boat up, you know, took the shrouds off, but you did all the stuff you have to do, packed the boat up, got on the, trail, you know, the truck and yeah. went down, right. and then we went down to Key West, and we had a fantastic time. We got, actually, we tied for second, we got third on a tiebreaker, um, and it was a fantastic week. And so after that, every time we did these bigger guys, it was the same thing. Everybody would get together, help get the boat ready, and then we'd pitch in whatever they could afford. You know, if they can't afford anything, then, then you know, uh, they said, "Yeah, well, you know, I don't have I'm fine." You know, you know, just whatever, right? So, and that's what you're seeing. You know, Alex and even number of times at Key West or like I, that's what you see when the guys come over. They'll they'll you know buy dinners and things like that. So it was it was always great. So I always just really really enjoy that aspect of the racing. Is you know being, being so to me, I guess the success I have now is really predicated on being able to put together and build a team that is cohesive. Um, you know, obviously all good sailors are on the boat now. People have really good experiences, but our people who who check their ego? You know, before they get on the boat, they they work well together. They support each other. And uh, and it becomes a lot of fun because then you you focus on the nuances of uh, of uh, racing.
3: I do think you've got to be you know very organized in sailing, and because I was just thinking yeah. about that, you do have some turnover on the crew year in and year out. You mm-hmm. know, and how yeah. do you keep the success level up when you might lose it? Like you know, we used to have EMAC for years, but then he mm-hmm. moved away. So how do you keep the success level up? But it, I don't know. It seems to start with start at the top that you have to. You know, you're very on top of the emails, the spreadsheets, the crew lists, you know, uh, doing uh, kind of a playbook, like all that kind of stuff, but that seems to be, you know, something you're, you're good at, but that you have, to, that is part of the team building, but I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, we were talking, you, yeah. you, you have, do you have turnover, I'm trying to think over the last couple of years, do you, would you say you've had more turnover, less turnover, or maybe about the same that can just occur naturally? with
2: Crews in the same spaces that you're sailing. I mean, uh, yeah, well, I don't. I don't know how the other crews what their turnover rate is. I do know that uh, this sort of gets to the point of how I kind of got in with with um, you know quantum initially. Uh, is I had a fairly consistent crew down in when I was in you know Sanford area. I mean there were some turnover there too, obviously, but you know fairly consistent team down there. <clears throat> came up to New Haven uh, to. Um, Newport in 03. Um, and that first couple of years it was horrible because you know the guys down in uh, some of the guys down in in uh, Sanford area just you know it was it was hard for them to start coming up there sure. mm-hmm. for you know most weekends right, and I wasn't getting any really much support from north. I, I, I spoke with um, Henry Little was my cellmaker at the time, and I, I kept saying I, I really need some help, guys. And then I met with. Um, uh, Rob, one day, and I remember it was in the winter time, and we met for, for lunch, and we were talking, and, and, I said, I told him, I said, look, I'm at the point where I don't know what to do, cause I'm just not, I'm not happy with the performance, but, just, you know, unless, you know, we I said, so, you know, it could just be, I'm just not a, a good helmsman, but I can't seem to put a really good, I can't find guys that are really good. The guys, you know, they want, they, you know, there's some of these threes want, you know, just money to sell, which it can't do, cause it's a, you know, good, anyway, so, Rob p- helps, put together the crew. in fact I think that's Alex when you came on or, yeah. or and um, yeah and so I start, that to me was the key. so when you ask about the turnover, yeah, there's turnover, but I think if you have a couple really key people who are kind of connected in with other people then they can bring out they know what you want and they bring people on. so, so Alex, you were kind of the key person for many years in helping kind of recruit yep. additional people. Uh, to come onto the boat, because you knew my program, you knew what I wanted, you knew what I was looking for. And, and, and also the rest of the team, too. I mean, you know, I know, uh, over the years, I can remember one time some guy came on and, and Ivers and Sean, I think, pulled me aside and said, look, if this guy doesn't, doesn't meet our standards, we're not ha- asking him back. It's okay, fine. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so I, I think, the, I think the team, the, the sort of the core team, uh, takes on, uh, it's almost like a, it's, it's almost like an organism. It, beca- it becomes a person almost, you know, the, 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 the team. And so, yeah, one member moves out or, no, or moves, but they, they, they kind of know what you need and they, they help kind of recruit. So, yeah, Emac left and, I, you know, I was trying to figure out what, what to do. And, and I think was that, maybe that winter or something. I was talking with CT and he had seen Chafee. At yeah. the gym, and said, "Hey, you know, Chazy's looking for a ride." And I said, "Yeah, great. Let me, know, I didn't, I had not, I knew of her, and I had met her a couple of times, but I hadn't really spent much time with her. And she was fantastic. I mean, yeah. she's become like, you know, so, <clears throat> um, so yeah. I think turnover is always there, but I think if you have, if you if you've established sort of a standard of what your expectations are, um, then I think people either seek you out, and I've certainly had people who've, who've asked you to come on the boat." Or the 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 remainder of the team, you know, looks for, for people. Another person was was non. I mean, non. I recruited non, um, and he was recommended from, by CT. Yeah. Now, non's not like the greatest sailor, but he's got the most enter- he's most energetic <laughs> <for> <laughs> to <sail> with. <laughs> and, and he does this thing, you know, and he really he's really into it. Um, so, yeah. So I think that's part of it. And then, and then the whole thing about. You need to, so I think you also need to support your team, right? So I think it's it's not just about you know buying a dinner or drinks or things, but it's about giving them the tools. So make sure that you have good sails on the boat, you have know, good good running rigging, and you got some people like Alex, like you've been on the boat. You know, some people who are really good who can who can continue to 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 train and educate. so Everybody gets better, and then it's having having the you know like putting this playbook together that I did. You, you know, you, you're gonna have times, and actually the first time I did that was really more just the, uh, some of the crew maneuvers. I did it because we were going to block one year on the, I think it was maybe one of the first years of 42 and Bill Ruscone and Sean and a couple of the other guys that had been on the boat were, were going to be sailing. I said, geez, these guys have never been on the boat before. I got to give them at least a primer of what, what to expect and what's going on. Sure. And that kind of led to that. And then, and then I think the, the, the more detailed playbook was, was a, was part of the Invitational Cup. Um, And and what I had recognized there is that if you're going to do well at the invitation, if if you're going to qualify, but even more importantly, if you're going to actually do well at the Invitational Cup, you've got to have a crew that's been sailing together for at least a season, if not more. Um, Because the mistake that the New York teams had made, the only time New York won was the first year, and that was – um, you know, I mean, Phil's a good, he's a good sailor, he he's a good team, but he had, you know, he had um, Kenny Reed as a tactician. Yep. <laughs> and it was after that that we said, you know, no threes are, are, are going to be racing other than the boat captain. So, but I, but I recognized that every team after that that had been had qualified had to reconstitute their team, basically, I mean, you know, they had, they had to kick off four, three four more members. Of what New York Yacht Club members are on so that's so when I when I put that thing together I said here's a plan this is what we're going to do if we're going to do this we're going to start at Key West we're going to go see the whole thing um, we're going to work together and we'll we'll keep notes of everything we do so we have we can replicate things we have we've got a playbook is exactly what's going on and that was the core of the generation of that, that playbook which again I, I see as a uh, as a tool yep. to help the team um, you know. And, and, and it, sets, it sets a standard, and also for the for the team.
3: Well, it would yeah. seem that you're kind of hinting at There's no substitute for you know time on the water. You know any any bit of time oh, you can yeah, do sailing yeah. with the team, you, like as you said, you yeah. know, if you pull together that Invitational Cup team last second, yeah, fine. You're all great sailors individually, but you've got to get the repetition down. Yeah.
2: No, that's right. You, you've got it. That's right. That's right. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna be winning, you've got to have a team that's that's. Um, Sailing together as much as possible, you know. So, practice weekends are great, but uh, you know, obviously, racing is, is sort of key. Uh, and then being able to really sit down and be serious about, you know, debriefing as we we you know have been doing lately, after the race, after each race, and at the end of the day, to kind of okay, what did we do right? What do we do wrong? Um, you know, how, how do we continue to improve? And I think that puts a, you know, so it should be fun, should be safe, but you know, let's be serious when we're out there. And, um, uh, yeah, I think that time, that, that's, that's critical. And, I, you know, I think it showed. I mean, we, we did quite well at the Invitational Cup. Well, speaking of those, um, it,
3: debriefs, not to cut you off, but I was, just, mm-hmm. I was thinking about no, yeah. earlier, Dave and I, because, uh, you know, you probably have a great example of having so much experience, but you've seen, like, how technology is kind of, uh, you know, advanced in sailing. But speaking specifically of, like, the debriefs, you know, you have the cameras now where you record almost everything on the boat. And you bring the video mm-hmm. into the debrief, and it seems like another, I guess, another tool. But I mean,
2: yeah, would sure. that have
3: been a thing you would have loved to have seen thirty years ago? You know, it's it's a it's a recent development, oh. but it's you know, really really paying dividends.
2: Oh, absolutely! I think, especially if you're putting, um, you know, if you. If you're, I mean, well, 30 years ago, I don't think it would have done much for me because I was just learning how to get around a boat. (laughs) But I think as you got, as you got better, but I, no, I, I, yeah, seriously, I think as you, as you, at at any point where I was getting, you know, to a point where we were actually starting to seriously compete, uh, absolutely, I think, I think the videos are critical because it really shows you, um, you know, as you've seen. I mean, it shows you mistakes you made. I remember the first thing I did with it, and we were down in Key West. Was we were we were looking at it from the perspective of how long did it take non to get the spinnaker up and us getting it full and going? Yeah. And how do we how do we then back that whole process up to a point where we could actually do it faster? Yeah. Because that was always key to get out of that to get out of that zone quickly. And uh, and also just you know making sure that everyone could see what what, what they were doing and you know uh, you know and just looking for ways you could do things a little bit better more efficiently so yeah I think it's a great great addition no question about it. and that, that the other thing is the tracking that we have now um, which you know we used as you remember in the Invitational Cup after each day looking at you know w- where we were positioned and I think. It's, it's not only just having it, but also having, having somebody who can really interpret it. So I think, you know, coaching at this level becomes important because it's, you're refining all your things because you don't have the time to be out there like you do or Jeremy and others, you know, to, to constantly out there sailing. So to the extent that you can take some. Uh, take the advantage of, of a coach like Jeremy, who we did in Treasure Cup, who can look at these things. They look at here, here's where you guys tacked, this, and then you hit the mark, right? Yeah. And here's where you should have tacked. You know, let's back this thing up. If you had done it here, right? And, it, and it, those were all really good lessons, I thought. You know, so yeah, I think all those technologies, I think, um, should help uh, people get. But it, it's not a sub. It's certainly not a substitute for actually being out there and, and doing it. Right? Right. Doing the
1: so, Paul, as I'm thinking, this season, 2018, if I if I recall correctly, was really the first season without one design, specifically one design sailing for the 42s. I know you sailed against. Wait, wait, like say, say that.
2: Again. Start, start that again.
1: The 2018, <laughs> was, I think, was the first season for the 42s without one design gr- regattas, correct? Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. You know, yeah. Largely IRC, although you were sailing at some other 42s along the way. How yeah. how was you know you can think of the impetuous sailing this season? How was that experience um, moving more towards the IRC mode of sailing? And you know what? Any any particular highlights for the for the last season? Any any interesting lessons learned uh, along the way of the last uh, several months?
2: Well, I think that. Um so a couple of things. First of all, I, I, I think the um, it seems to me that one of the things about the IRC sailing is it's actually a little less. Um, there's not there's not as much of a premium on certain things because you oftentimes aren't you know in close close quarters with with another boat your size. Right. So you may be at a mark rounding, and you're the only person there, <laughs> uh, or just a couple of boats that, or just a couple of boats that that you're competing against. So I think what that does is, number one, it, it I, I must say, it, it made me feel a little more relaxed sailing than than when I do one-design sailing. Because it's, it's just it's, the level of competition. It's not that the level competition's not there. It's just that it's a different level, I man. You, you know, you're not when you're trying to fight to get off the line. It's more let's just get a good position so we're not you know with another bigger boat or whatever and, and go and not, not you know. And, and but I think what it does is if you're going to do if you're going to win or, or try to you know be really competitive, you've got to keep the same. You've you got to really try mentally try to keep the same level of competition that you do with one design so for so for example you may be used to rounding with you know 3 or 4 of the forty twos at top mark and and just really aggressively trying to get shoot out get yourself you know in a low lane whatever um, and you got to do the same thing when you're doing IRC even though you may not be as, you know close to another boat so it seems otherwise like you're giving a valuable
3: yeah like in one design mm-hmm. you may get direct feedback from a change you know you, you change your jib yep. trim or your main trim and you see the result immediately right where like it seems like yeah. maybe in high handicap sailing you have to have some more trust in the boat that that the change will be there even though you can't see it you
2: know yeah you might not no i agree have, and i do you don't, you don't yeah. have
3: the boat below you that you can tell but you, so you have to kind of just have some some trust and belief that you're gonna you're gonna race the clock and it's gonna be okay
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think you need to, then I think probably that, that's where the experience of having done the one design racing for a number of years is good because, you know, I like, like I remember a couple times we were doing the IRC racing, you know, I just, I would look and I said, you know, the chip just doesn't look right. The boat doesn't feel right. I had no way to judge whether I was at you know, needed to be, other than, you know, looking at the targets, which are never like, very accurate. But it, it was a feel more than anything else. So, you know, we would, you know, say, hey, let's trim that in a little more, let's make an adjustment, a little more backstay, you know, things like that. Um And so, it, yeah, it's, it's, that's the difference. But I think the experience of having raced the boat one design gives you that kind of, if you're do, doing it enough, gives you the feedback that you then can apply during the RSC racing.
1: Yeah, the, the the relatives are a very different game um, in terms of how you can judge. Oh yeah, how you're going.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and the only other thing was
2: the only other thing lesson there was um, you, you do need to, if you're going to do IRC you need to cut the boat up for IRC. <laughs> I mean we we you know we beat um, you know we beat uh, Chris uh, in the IRC. He beat us in ORC, um, but. But we beat him literally the last race, which is a long race where we went in and up, up you know, up the bay and then back down. And it was just that he got trapped. You know, he was leading us, uh, coming in to Fort Adams. He went inshore thinking there would be a little less current, more breeze. And we stayed out and actually got ahead of him and then kept extending. It wasn't, I mean, if we had done another windward loot, I think he would have won. Because he just, you know, the, we were beating him at times across the line. But he was correcting out ahead of us. Right.
3: Well, that's what we're working on now so for
2: this what, year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, by the way, you know, we we need to also look at this ORC because it looks like the, you know, uh, for example, Block Island looks like unless they change right now, they've got two separate. They have an IRC and an ORC division, uh, and I noticed that um, Sourcey now is going o, ORC exclusively. And you know we're sort of playing with dual scoring, and I think you know. It's, and, then, and then of course in 2020 we've got the ORC, Worlds. IRC ORC Worlds. Yeah. So are here, you? So. Can you
3: be dual scored at Block Island, or you have to pick one of the other?
2: Well, I don't know what they're going to do. Right now they're just showing two separate divisions, but I don't know if they're going to eventually collapse them or just have two separate.
3: Well, I do. And I then do. we
2: just you know. Chris Williams mm-hmm.
3: is uh, supposed to have a call with him maybe tomorrow, and he's looking at the ORC for me because that's one area I'm still yeah,
2: okay. kind of learning myself, as we
3: all are on yeah. the ORC. Yeah.
2: But um, yeah. we're not, we won't forget about that. The one, yeah, the one thing on the ORC that's a little different is IRC does not have any consideration of crew weight, which, by the way, is also really nice. I not to worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ORC, yeah, ORC does. They, they have a default weight, and then you can declare a weight, and that changes your rating. And I think, to, if you know, in order to, to sort of keep things consistent, what I did on the last ORC certificate I had is I actually declared the class weight. Yep. Essentially, um, so that's just something we need to kind of keep in mind as we look at yep, those certificates. Yeah, that does it, it's sort of hitting off to the right, huh?
3: Well, it does remind me that when I did the ORC Worlds in in uh, Spain a few years ago, we did weigh in for that. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ORC well, is yeah, that- ORC's more, and, yeah that, and they if you and the weight is off to if you look, it's off to the right. It's not like an obvious <laughs> thing unless you look at the whole the whole format because I missed it the first time. I didn't really think about it, and then I noticed the weight was like I don't remember a six something and that's a nine something or eight something or a nine something. It? KGs. So anyway, I just yeah, Kgs, yeah, yeah. You no, know, that that
1: uh, that got me thinking. I was going to ask you know as we're talking about. The different divisions and Block Islands. I mean, when you think about 2019. Uh, anything in particular mm-hmm. with the the Impetuous team you're looking forward to uh, taking part in? Obviously, Block Islands. Well, one one opportunity. Yeah, to so start.
2: this is gonna. Yeah, this is gonna be a uh, uh, kind of an unusual year. Um, you know, since I've been so involved with this IC-37, I'm, I've had my name down to charter a boat alone. Sometimes I think I shouldn't do it, but just because it's too much. But anyway, I'm going to do the IC-37. So the the only, right now, the only thing for sure that I'm doing with the 42 would be block. There's a possibility, kind of a remote possibility, I may do the 175th um, in Impetuous. Um, and, and, and by the way, uh, um alex i don't know what your schedule is next year we should talk because since it's an I since we're in irc i can get you on the boat and i would not to have you sail yeah no thing. and i think block island might be a uh yeah yeah we should
3: try
2: about that. i think block island could be possible okay. all right yeah okay good um and then uh and then and then um yeah so th- so those are the two two events that so we uh, uh, since i'm being nominated to be rear Commodore, I, I will need to go at least on part of the cruise. So I, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I've got to set up the boat somehow so we can well, well, well. do some point-to-point racing and sleep some way. people on it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Well, des- Thanks. well deserved,
1: for sure. Well
2: deserved. Uh, thank you. Appreciate appreciate it.
3: But you're retired now. You've uh, all the
2: time in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still, it's <laughs> a lot of weekends, a lot of money. So, yeah. yeah, so... Um, yeah, so, I, so uh, but you know, block to me, is you know we've always done well block, um, but we've also generally brought in some of the old old crew like you know Rosconis and those guys. So you know, it'll be fun. That's great. That's great. Especially IRC because you know weight limit, no the, the crew yeah. the crew limit. I think it, it's um, what, it's what twelve or something right? it's like one plus. Yeah, it's yeah it's your it's your whatever your certificate plus one or something like that. And I forget. So it's like it's like twelve. I think or eleven. I don't remember something like that.
1: So, are there any questions on there? We no, really I mean, to? I, this is, I, is there anything else you want to share, Paul? I mean, we've, this has been fun for me. I'm sitting here listening, and obviously, <laughs> you care a great deal about the team you sail with, and they, and you have done really well over the last several years. You know, collectively, the team of Petros has done very well sailing the regattas around here. So, you know, this has been just neat for me to about kind of what's gone into the thought process for you, not just over the last few years, but going back several decades in terms yeah. of your entry yeah.
2: into sailing yeah, I and how don't, that's evolved. I don't know if there's anything else to add. Um, I just, you know, I remember I remember one year going down to Key West, and uh, there was a fellow that I knew from the Sanford area, and he, sh- he showed up on the dock, and I said, hey, oh, are you sorry, Mark? he said, oh, I don't know, I just came down, and I thought I'd jump on a boat. I would never do that. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that's just that's not, I, I just, I mean, it's not that I couldn't do it. It's just I just would, I don't know. I would, I like, I like being with the team that we put together and having a good time, you know, so we can, you know, we've had plenty of times when we have been just depressed <laughs> and have a, a rum squall at night because we just didn't do well on the, on the race course, but we always look back on the week and say we had a good time together. So, um, yeah. Uh, I may have a little different attitude than others about racing, but that—that that to me is is critical.
1: Well, that actually, I was going to ask you if there's one word or phrase I can capture your feelings or you know the, what you and the team share. I, I was going to ask you that, but I think you just said it. You know, you, you can always look back and say you you had a good time together.
3: Actually, I know what he would. say. Well, tell. that's it, <laughs> Paul. 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 Right? Don't you well, normally uh, every crew dinner? I love my crew.
2: I love my crew. <laughs> I love my crew.
3: Well, I think
1: that's
2: it. I think that's it right there. <laughs> it, but it is—it is true what you just said. That you know, when you think back on on particular event, you know, you may think about some some of stuff you did well and do. But you really—it's—it's it's really the whole gestalt of the week. And if you've had a good time, when you you shared some laughs and um, learned a little bit. Uh, more and kind of advanced your assistant, that's what—that's what's important in life. It's not, you know, it's not, not how many trophies you you have you know, uh, on the mantle. Uh, ultimately, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have some. It's good to win, um, but you know, you, no, it is. I mean, you know, you don't it's not like you want to lose all the time, but but I, but I think you want to do it. You want to be winning with with people that you enjoy being with, both on and off the water. That, that to me is always critical. Right.
1: Well, I think that's obviously been. I mean, as long as I've known you. And sailed with you, and I know Alex and others have even further, you know, for even a longer period and more more, more God is that, and thinking about today's conversation, I think that's been a consistent theme. You know, just being with people, enjoy spending time with, and enjoy working well together. Um, certainly, is a a constant theme across everything that you've shared and what I've seen in sailing with you, and you know, with Todd and, and Alex and. and you know, folks that we know well here. Rob, and others have, have shared about their experiences with Impetuous. Is getting good people together who care about each other and certainly uh, willing to put the work in uh, to do it the right way. I would say it's
2: yeah, <laughs> underpinning
1: so, everything you've done uh, for some time.
2: Yeah, we'll go. Through. Yeah, I, I agree.
3: Yeah, we can go through yeah. the recording and kind of you know I can go mm-hmm. through it and try to put a lot of this onto paper. Um, but if you wanted to, okay. I mean, if you wanted to. If we wanted to put one question in an email, like what do you think is the most important part about a team, and you wanted to ask Non and Chafee and maybe Todd, you know, and see what yeah. the responses are. I mean, if you want to, I've, you yeah, that. I've
1: got a frame of the questions that we. You, you're really good at this. Uh, you actually answered many of the questions we were going to ask before we even asked them. So thank you. <laughs> you know the. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. The, the uh, but, yeah, uh, my- I'll frame out what we had in mind, and it'd be neat to see what your. Thoughts maybe, and/or the team's thoughts maybe. We have a little bit more time to think about it, and yeah, I don't know if we can email this recording to him.
2: I, some way. We no, can no, don't okay. no, don't worry about that. Okay, don't worry about that. Just you, you can use the recording and and add it as need be to okay. fit it into however you're going to format the thing. But you know, let me. Yeah, it might be interesting to get some perspective from you know, like you know, yeah, and, and Ivers, before. and yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. And then and then you know Chafee and Nan and Todd. Just you know I mean, you can use what you want. But it, it would really be interesting to get you know from from their perspective because I think that's if part of what your goal here is to, to have this be shared with other other people who are trying to put teams together and trying to be compete. I think knowing how the team feels is, is equally important. For
1: Sure. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. A
2: really good
1: point. Well, thank yeah. you, Paul. This has been this has been fun actually. I, yeah. I um, I wasn't sure which direction the conversation was going to go, but I appreciate your thoughtfulness and obviously insight here. This has been helpful. Cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Glad to do it. Okay.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Sales for the premiere episode of our new podcast series Chats with Champions. You can find Quantum's Chats with Champions series by searching Quantum Sales wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can also visit QuantumSales.com for more expert videos, articles and support to help you conquer your sailing goals. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes of Chats with Champions in the future and in the meantime we look forward to seeing you out on the water.